Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, absolutely. The whole thing is frustrating, you know, so um, we got to get better. That's, that's, that's plain and simple, and it's not for lack of trying. I mean, these guys are out there doing their, doing their work. We just got to get better. There's no excuses. It's not, it's not Major League Baseball. We got we to gotta, we gotta tighten up. And we are back on Inside the Clubhouse. That's Sox manager Pedro Grafal. And uh, I think it goes without saying, after all we've watched this season, one of the more difficult seasons in White Sox history. And, uh, Bruce, we go on out to the score. By Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Our next guest helped break the story about what's going on in the White Sox front office. The columnist and reporter from USA Today who does a terrific job, our friend Bob Nightingale, joins us on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, Bob. How are you today? Yeah, morning, Bruce. Morning, Mike. Yeah, we're uh, we're slicing and dicing. Obviously, the White Sox story took a uh, a strange turn yesterday with a uh, two women being uh, hit by a bullet, and still that is being searched uh, by Chicago police and still undetermined where that came from. But uh, internally, uh, the White Sox uh, certainly going through a lot of changes right now. You reported uh, earlier in the week that after Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn were let go, that uh, Chris Getz is uh, the odds-on favorite to get that job. Talk a little bit about that and about uh, the structure of what the White Sox for now office would look like, according to your sources, Bob. Well, I think now they want just, you know, one person in charge. So there's no confusion. Uh, you know, I think, you know, Kenny Williams obviously was, was, was the boss. Uh, you know, Rick Hahn worked underneath him. But I think sometimes people thought, you know, um, who's, who's involved, who's doing what things. No, you know, now it's going to be one person. Uh, you know, like you said, Chris Getz is the uh, you know, favorite to uh, be running the show. Very popular among executives. A lot of people believe he's going to be a rising star. And, uh, you know, the great thing about Getz is, uh, you know, his best friend, almost a father-like or big brother-like, is Dane Moore from Kansas City. He's now with the Texas Rangers. Uh, people love Moore, uh, you know, one of the great baseball minds and just human beings. Uh, a lot of people think he, you know, he should be the next commissioner of baseball. Uh, so highly thought of. So you kind of get a two-for-one special. Uh, I, I would think Getz would still run the show with more, you know, working closely aside him. Uh, but, the, uh, you know, it's a pretty, you know, pretty solid, pretty strong one-two punch 
particularly with Moore's uh, expertise. Yeah, Bob, uh, definitely recall talking to Dayton and certainly the architect of those Kansas City teams that made the World Series uh, in uh, 2014 and 2015. Uh, so certainly the pedigree is there. The, the complaint we're hearing, and I'm sure you've heard this too from White Sox fans, is that after what has happened over the past few years, that this would be something they would like to see uh, Jerry Reinsdorf go outside of the organization. Can you comment at all as to why you think uh, the White Sox are, are likely to make this particular move instead of looking outside? Well, just because he, he, he knows, uh, you know, he knows Chris gets well, gets has been there for uh, seven years. Uh, you want someone you'd be felt comfortable with, uh, you know, you know, I mean, you can't look around too. who's all, you know, who's all available. You know, another was talking about Mike Rizzo. Well, Mike Rizzo's under contract. You can't, you know, they did not ask for permission to talk to Mike Rizzo. And Rizzo's going to stay in Washington. Uh, you know, other people, you know, Dave Dabrowski's not leaving Philadelphia Phillies. He's signed a, you know, a three-year contract extension. He absolutely loves it there. So, you know, you, you get a guy you're comfortable with. I'm not sure how much uh, Jerry Reinstorf, uh, you know, knows Dane Moore. I don't think he knows him that well at all. But I tell you what, there's a whole lot of executives around baseball calling the White Sox office and saying, you know, you better make this happen because he's a great one. Uh, you know, I mean, Moore just brings in so much experience. You know, like you said, Mike, he went back-to-back World Series on a small-budget team. Uh, you know, very, you know, he's got Bobby Witt, one of the best stars of baseball now playing there. So, yeah, just so highly thought of. I mean, his uh, acumen and just the way he's perceived in baseball is as good as any executive I've been around. All right, so, uh, you know, I – you know, the same reporting you have, I'm, I'm pretty much hearing the same thing about Dayton Moore, and he, he is a terrific baseball man. But my question to, to, to you would be, why not the other way around, okay? Why wouldn't it be Moore, who has all the experience as the top baseball guy, and then bring uh, Chris along as uh, the eventual uh, replacement? I, I mean, I understand the perception that Jerry wants to get away from of having two executives and people not knowing who is making the decisions. But in this case, it would be uh, the younger version being Chris, who is an outstanding baseball guy getting the top job, but then having more who is uh, in an advisory capacity in the background, still a pretty young man considering baseball years ago. Uh, what would prevent more from wanting to further his career by still holding out and looking for a job that, uh, that makes him the top baseball executive. I just don't think Moore has that type of ego. Uh, like I said, I mean, the, even the Rangers are already planning on Moore leaving. So when Getz goes, Moore's gone. It was never a case that, oh, Moore's going Moore's gonna to come and Getz isn't going to get promoted. You know, it really doesn't matter as long as the guys work hand-in-hand. Remember the, uh, right. back in the, uh, the Marlins had Dan Jennings and, and Mike Heal. You're working together, uh, so it's just it's just a it's just a title. Uh, you know, if you want, to, you can make them you know Koji, I'm sorry, you know whatever you want, but just a uh, they'll work side by side. And uh, you know, I think if you talk to Dane Moore, the way he is, he goes, no, please, you know, Chris, you have that title, and I'll work under under you, whatever whatever title you want to give me. So he just wants back in the day to day grind. He loves Texas. Uh, yeah, you saw him recently. But he wants to be back, you know, doing day-to-day operations. Still lives in Kansas City, so you know, Midwest guy. Uh, 
So, yeah, I don't, I don't think they should get caught up in, in job titles or who's doing what. Let these two guys work together and, you know, and Getz can, you know, feed off of all the knowledge and expertise that Moore has over the years. Our guest is Bob Nightingale from USA Today right here on Inside the Clubhouse on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Bob, I want to ask you, if I can, about Jerry Reinsdorf. I mean, we have owners, and I'm going to use Jerry Jones from the Cowboys from football because it's the easiest example. We have owners that are all over everything with their organization. We have others that are the complete opposite, and they're totally hands-off. How involved would you say that that Chairman Reinsdorf is with what goes on with the White Sox? I think kind of middle of the road. I mean, there's uh, plenty of owners in baseball who are very hands-on, want to know absolutely everything, kind of uh, – you know, pestering the uh, GM and uh, with telephone calls each day, screaming, yelling, that sort of thing. Uh, certainly, Jerry Rainstorm isn't like that. But, you know, hey, he wants to be involved, and you're not going to make a, a big trade. You're not going to make a uh, free agent acquisition, you know, without getting his approval. So, you know, I've, I've asked, you know, all, all these years, never heard one single complaint about Jerry Rainstorm, you know, by his, by his employees where, uh, a lot of other organizations of baseball, you hear plenty of complaints about the owner just being too hands-on and preventing things you know, from being done sometimes. Bob, uh, what do you think the futures are for Ken Williams and uh, Rick Hahn? Let's, let's start with uh, Kenny, who'd been with the White Sox for 32 years. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, uh, part of the structure that Jerry Reinsdorf created uh, with uh, him pretty much helping him learn the baseball business all the way through till becoming the executive vice president. What do you think the future holds for Ken? Well, I think he was planning to retire from, uh, you know, baseball. He's still White Sox after next year when his contract expired. Uh, you know, just that he had a great run there. He kind of had enough. I mean, obviously, uh, great uh, baseball acumen, but unbelievable business acumen too. So I could see him be involved in, you know, business uh, ventures outside baseball. I, I think that time had come. Uh, you know, with, with Rick, uh, I would think, you know, somebody would still hire him in baseball. You see a lot of GMs who get fired and still wind up as a special assistant, you know, that sort of thing. I would think someone would reach out during the winter and uh, he'll be working for somebody, you know, next spring training, you know, in, in their front office. But, you know, a lot of these times when GMs get let go, they're still picked up by friends or different organizations to help out. Last few minutes with Bob Nightingale from USA Today. And uh, Bob talking about the, the White Sox and their rebuild and what has happened uh, this year as it kind of collapsed on itself. Bruce and I were talking earlier in the show about how I know at, at the very beginning, a lot of the trades they made, uh, they were you know lauded, I thought rightfully so, for the, the hauls that they got for, for some of the guys that they were trading off. Uh, what, if anything, can you put your finger on as to as to how this thing imploded as it did? I mean, uh, two years ago they win the division, and now they're almost 30 games under 500. It seems pretty unbelievable. Well, something's wrong in that clubhouse. I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's talent there. I mean, you look at different clubhouses. You look at the San Diego Padres, all their talent in the world. I mean, something's grumpily wrong in there for them to underachieve like that. Nothing to say same thing with the uh, – with the White Sox, I mean, you're right. I mean, they, uh, you know, 2021 run away with the division. You know, next year, a 500 club, you know, Tony's dealing with all his health problems uh, with the cancer and the disaster this year. Uh, you know, after all the people, you know, screaming and yelling about Trent La Russa, he's the only guy who's won with this bunch. 
I think you got to break it up. Uh, something's wrong in there, and uh, I don't think you can just come back next season and say, okay, everything's going to be all right with, with the same guys in there. Uh, something's, something's not working. They shouldn't be playing this poorly. They shouldn't be getting their you know, brains kicked in by the Oakland A's. Which leads to the question uh, that a lot of White Sox fans have asked, uh, and that is the future of Pedro Grafal, who was hired by uh, Ken and Rick and uh, probably has a couple years or at least a year and an option left on a contract. What do you think, uh, knowing that uh, he has a background with Chris Getz, he has a background with Dayton Moore, what do you think the uh, future is for Pedro? I mean, I think the fact that, that they were all together in Kansas City, uh, you know, it helps them. I, I think, you know, even you talk to uh, some uh, White Sox players, the former White Sox players, say, so, you know, he's, they, they like the process and everything else. I think they wish it was more uh, discipline, things like that. And maybe now, you know, I would think they'll give him a chance next year and say, okay, let's see what we can do. Hey, if it doesn't. If it doesn't work out or if nothing's changing by the first half of uh, next year, then you can make a change. But, you know, I, I, think, he's, I think he's coming back. Uh, I don't think there's any way they want to blame him for, for what's happened there. They just kind of inherited a, uh, a bad situation. Uh, we'll see. I mean, Dan Moore, like you said, he's known him forever. But Dan Moore also never promoted him as manager either. Uh, you know, he got bypassed a couple of times uh, in Kansas City. So, but I would think, yeah, with Getz and more in him together, it's like, okay, let's see what we can do. You know, if it doesn't work out first half of next season, okay, then you might want to pull the plug. Last thing for me, Bob, as we let you go, and we appreciate your time as always. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you at least one Cubs question. You don't just cover the White Sox. Uh, you do all of MLB, but the Cubs, uh, one of the hotter teams in baseball since the break and in one of the wild card slots here. Uh, how do you handicap the National League Central specifically and then uh, the Cubs even more specifically uh, the last five weeks here of the season? Well, I think the Brewers win the division. You know, I thought that all along. Just, you know, that pitching and everything else. And they can be scary in the postseason. But I think, I think you know, I mean, things can happen. But I think they got that division. I really do. Uh, that being said, I think Philadelphia gets a top wild card spot. Then I think the Cubs and Arizona Diamondbacks get the next two. I think the uh, Reds are just a uh, year early. They just don't have the pitching. Uh, you know, Marlins just too inexperienced. San Francisco Giants just, you know, aren't quite good enough. So I think the Cubs get in. Then at least, you know, kind of reminds you uh, back in, you know, in 2015 when it can surprise people, but maybe open up a window like, okay, this is the beginning of a, uh, of a nice run here. Uh, you know, I think, I think, you know, you look at all the wild card teams, you know, particularly the Cubs, every, everybody's like one year early. Uh, Bob, you, if you have a manager of the year vote in the National League, is uh, is uh, David Ross going to be uh, uh, high up on that list this year? He was only be uh, yeah top you know top three top four for sure. You kind of look at uh, like okay who makes the playoffs if if, if the Diamondbacks win the wild card, uh, you know Tori Lovello's right there. Uh, Skip Schumacher certainly with Miami, you know if, if they make the playoffs. Uh, I think it's unbelievable what a, what a uh, what's happened to Dave Roberts with the Dodgers. I mean, they've had more injuries than everybody. Everybody was given the division to San Diego Padres, but a lot of times you have to come off a bad year to win it. And I think Rod, Roberts probably deserves it, but but you know probably uh, you know won't win the thing. 
So I think it's going to come down to, you know, what teams make the playoffs. And you're talking about a, uh, you know, a Labello, a Schumacher, uh, and, a, uh, and Ross. Bob, we appreciate it very much. Mike and I appreciate it. Uh, keep up the great work. Thanks for taking some time out, as always, and we'll see you down the road. I know uh, in your travel world, uh, you, you could be in and out of Chicago three times the next uh, couple of weeks here, knowing uh, w- the way you move around. Thanks again for joining us today. Sure, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Bob. Bob Nightingale from USA Today. Always uh, great to talk uh, Chicago baseball with him. And Bruce, uh, I mean, he he makes valid points about uh, what's going on in the White Sox front office. Uh, I do get the the fan frustration there, though, in terms of the not looking outside the organizational uh, structure for the for the next GM, at least based on your reporting and on on what Bob was talking about as well. Yeah, I I mean, look, I know Sox fans aren't going to like it, okay? I hear it loud and clear. I understand it. Um, They don't trust the process that Jerry's going through right now. Uh, I I get it. Uh, It's just something that you're just going to have to live with because Jerry believes that uh, Chris Getz is a top young executive. Uh, This was no surprise, as Bob pointed out, that Ken Williams was uh, on his way out over the next year or so. Um, there were rumblings that uh, that Rick Hahn was looking elsewhere, wanting to look elsewhere also. So from that perspective, uh, Jerry had his eyes open as to who the next executives would be in the front office. This isn't uh, something that he uh, did by, oh, I'm just going to fire everybody uh, last Monday at 445, Mm -hmm. and I have no idea what I'm going to do next. Uh, It's been thought out. He has an idea. Once they get the the rest of the front office figured out, I'm sure they'll make an announcement. Lots more to come here on Inside the Clubhouse, and I'm just seeing this on Twitter, Bruce, uh, from several places. The Cubs are calling up lefty Jordan Wicks. We'll talk more about that. Uh, He'll probably start tomorrow. We'll talk about that when we return We'll also uh, review and recap what we know about what happened at Guaranteed Rate Field last night. More of your calls, more of your texts, 312-644-6767. That's Bruce. I'm Mike. This is Inside. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys. And visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast at the clubhouse on 670 the score it's time for some chin music Hey, Aunt, how about a warning? Sure. Watch out you don't get killed. <laughs> because sometimes in baseball, you've got to send a strong message, especially when someone has it coming. Each Saturday, David and Bruce come in high and tight with a response to something that deserves one, like this. There's been a lot of questions about guys having to step up and be leaders. Have you talked to your teammates, and do you guys talk about that moving forward being leaders on this team um not really not really and that's Eloy Jimenez uh and you Bruce uh asking him that question as we uh dive into chin music and we just talked about it with Bob Nightingale you talk about the issues with leadership in the clubhouse Bruce uh a a very interesting response from Eloy uh, yeah, I mean, he took his time. Uh, I was a little surprised that he didn't say, well, we need leaders on this team. I might not be one of them, but uh, I'm certainly a part of this team, and I will be there to support it. There was nothing like that. I I then went to talk to Elvis Andrews, who has a terrific reputation in baseball and has been a leader uh, when he's come since he's come over to the White Sox from Oakland last year. And uh, I asked Elvis if uh, the guys like Robert, if the guys like Eloy, if the guys like Mancata are ready to be the next leaders on this team. Yeah, so let's go to the Elvis Andres tape as uh, we talk about uh, Elvis talking about what's going on. I believe so. I think they are already. Uh, I think it's tough, you know, when you're that young and you're talented and then you start seeing, you know, all the responsibility and, and all the leadership kind of getting in your shoulders. It's, it's not an easy task, but uh, that's something, you know, that I've been able to, you know, talk to him, you know, like Eloy, Robert, you know, they are the future of this organization. So, I mean, 
it's just I think taking one day at a time. Don't don't put all the pressure like oh we have to lead the team, because I always believe that you know a team is a team is more than one leader. You know, so I think they're you know they have amazing future. You know, with those two guys and the rest of the guy Bonnie, uh, and and I think it's gonna be it's gonna be very bright. I just you know they need to mix it up. You know, with a with a future generation that's coming up and, and with the guys that are here and a few veterans, I think they can get back you know to the winning side. So, Mike, I took it a step further, and I I talked to um, Andres again yesterday about the leadership stuff, and he said, look, uh, some of these guys won't be leaders, uh, and if Eloy says he's not a leader, that doesn't mean that he's not interested in being a part of the team and being uh, a part of winning. It's just that not everybody is a a leader. I, I... kind of look at it a little differently, Mike. I, I look at the fact that there's 26 lockers in that locker room. Leadership has to come from each and every one of them, okay? And and I think that, um, you know, Pedro and the coaching staff and the, the new general manager has to impart to these people that uh, even though you're not a born leader, you have to have leadership ability uh, every day when you go out there. Uh, you play hard, you practice hard, you're a good teammate. I think they do that to a certain extent. It's It hasn't really translated this year. It hasn't really showed up. I think a lot of people are left wanting, including myself, to see where this leadership will come from for the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, and, and Bruce, a question that pops into my mind, and there's no way we can know this as the team hasn't even you know officially named the, the replacement for, uh, for Rick Hahn for, as the general manager, but... You know, we heard Bob Nightingale say in our last segment when we were talking with him that he thinks uh, perhaps a shakeup in that clubhouse would be necessary in the offseason. Do you think that's something that is likely to happen? Well, you know, again, you you, uh, you want to just trade guys or do you want to make sure you get value back for, for players? I mean, you have underachieving uh, years for Tim Anderson. You have injured and underachieving year for uh, Yon Mankata. Uh, Eli Jimenez marginally good year not the power numbers that we're used to seeing from Eloy but uh, certainly not an embarrassment still a, a very viable hitter uh, if you told a White Sox fan they were going to trade Luis Robert there would be uh, uh, you know there would be riots in the street You're, they're not trading Luis Robert anytime soon he's probably the top five players in the Major League Baseball and just getting better every day proving uh, for the first time, he can play 160 games, and that won't get to 160, but uh, having a great season and showing his skills every day. So you trade low um, from some of these guys having off years, or do you just move them because of the fact that um, they haven't lived up to your expectations over the last year or year and a half? I don't know the way the White Sox will go. That'll be up to whoever the GM is and the front office moving forward. I, I will say this, uh, they're going to need a lot of pitching from somewhere. They, they traded five pitchers at the trading yep. deadline. And uh, as to what they're going to have coming back and what's going to be available to them uh, through free agency and trade, we'll have to wait and see. But as of right now, you know, the White Sox are devoid of, uh, of a lot of good pitching at the major league level. 312-644-6767 is our number. That's for calls and texts. And let's jump out to the phone lines, Bruce. In Forest, uh, excuse me, in Lincolnshire, 
Ken joins us on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, gentlemen. White Sox front office is a joke. Jerry Reinsdorf says it's going to be a thorough search. And then, according to Nightingale, who talks to Reinsdorf, they're going inside. That makes no sense if Chris Getz becomes the general manager. And by the way, Bruce, Chris Getz has done an awful job with the minor leagues. The minor, you look at the record, is that they're the worst minor league in baseball. And so this guy gets a promotion. It, it doesn't make any sense. All right. Well, thanks for your call. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree that the minor league system isn't great right now. Again, Mike, I will explain. Minor league systems are about players that are scouted, players that are signed, players that are developed. They still have young players at the major league level that were signed and developed. Okay, you have Colas in right, you have Robert in center, you have Vaughn at first, you have uh, Anderson at shortstop. So uh, if you want to say he's done a terrible job or the White Sox have done a terrible job, you can say that. But you, if you are looking at the minor league system as it is right now, you also have to include the fact that they've developed these young players who are a part of the uh, everyday team. Do you like the team right now? Do you like what, what they're putting out? No. Do you, do you dislike all the players? And do you think that they're all going to be uh, have bad careers the rest of the way? I, I don't think so. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a fa- I mean, not to get too far ahead of ourselves. And the White Sox, they can already look forward to next season. But it's going to be a fascinating offseason on both sides of town. Uh, the Cubs have some important decisions to make, too, as they uh, continue their quest to get back to a championship-level team. And we'll talk some Cubs in our next segment. Bruce, I wanted to definitely recap what we know about the incident at Guaranteed Rate Field last night. Two women injured Uh, In a shooting during the baseball game last night, the police say a 42-year-old woman suffered a gunshot wound to the leg. The 26-year-old woman had a graze to her abdomen. Uh, The 42-year-old fair condition at the University of Chicago Medical Center. The 26-year-old refused medical attention. Police are still investigating all of this. They do not know if this was something that happened within the ballpark or something that was fired uh, outside of the ballpark. Uh, but they are they are doing lots of investigating, Bruce, and uh, we don't know anything more. We will keep everyone updated as to what's going on with uh, with the updates as we get them from whether it's the police department or uh, the Chicago White Sox. And I know you're speaking with uh, people regularly communicating with them uh, on the on the White Sox front. So if we have any more information on that, we will pass it along. But certainly a. Uh, a very uh, difficult thing at the ballpark last night, and White Sox con- security confirmed last night that this incident did not involve any altercation. It was a very random and strange thing that happened at the ballpark last night. Yeah, very bizarre. And, and again, the White Sox and uh, the Chicago Police Department will continue to report. We'll report as soon as they let us know. But, again, uh, uh, it's a good thing that, uh, you know, they are b- being proactive and that we have all this information to give you out there. Uh, Mike, uh, as we move forward with the show, moving towards Steve Rosenblum at the top of the hour, we're going to continue to talk Sox, uh, little Cubs, and a little bit of a visit next as we move forward and look at the Chicago Cubs schedule for the last 33 games and how a once favorable-looking schedule, a weak schedule, 
uh, by some people's uh, thoughts, has now turned into a bear moving forward. 312-644-6767. He's Mike. I'm Bruce. It's Inside the Clubhouse on The Score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw. No balls, two strikes. Wicks from the belt. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Deliver. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Strikeout number seven. Catcher's interference. Next batter. Three pitches. Three strikes. And another strikeout for Wicks. Man. That is from the Iowa Cubs broadcast. Uh, credit to them and the minor league uh, Cubs broadcast. Jordan Wicks uh, and the news, Bruce, as we are getting it this morning, is that he is likely to be. Uh, the Cubs starting pitcher tomorrow. So Jordan Wicks, number one pick uh, by the Cubs uh, three years ago, is uh, 7-0 and in the minor leagues this year, uh, Mike, uh, at double and triple A. A left-handed pitcher, a guy that uh, should go right into the rotation, hopefully, and give them some strong innings that they need. Uh, this uh, helps with uh, filling the role that Smiley is now dropped, going back into the rotation. The unknown situation status for Marcus Stroman. Uh, my perspective on Stroman is that he's likely going to miss the rest of the year, knowing that he's still sitting out resting and can't do anything. And <clears throat> the time that he's missed since uh, going on the IL August the 5th would mean that I, I believe it's going to take three weeks for him to be able to build up his innings. Uh, hopefully he can start doing that and maybe be back in October if they need him. But I don't think you're going to be able to count on Marcus Stroman. That said, the Wicks situation is important. Uh, Assad continuing to pitch well, and he pitches again tonight. Uh, these are keys to the playoff push for the Cubs. Mike, they have 33 games left, okay? So after these two in Pittsburgh, They go home and they play, uh, obviously, their biggest series of the year against the Milwaukee Brewers uh, with three games at home starting on Monday. After an off day, after an off day, three games in in Cincinnati, right on their tail for the wild card and the division. After that, three games with the Giants, again, right on their tail in the wild card uh, at home. 
That's followed by four more at home against the Diamondbacks, a team that's a half a game in front of the Cubs for the wild card right now. That is followed by three in Colorado. <clears throat> Excuse me, Mike. Three against Arizona in Arizona. Three in Pittsburgh at home. Three in Colorado at home. Then the uh, end of the season doesn't get any easier. Three at Atlanta and three again in Milwaukee. So what was considered a month ago a uh, favorable, easy schedule turns into a bit of a bear uh, going forward, Mike. A lot of playoff teams and potential playoff teams on that list. And you say, oh, well, Colorado is not good. But playing in Colorado is never easy uh, for, for visiting teams. So there's that to contend with. And that, that last six-game road trip, Bruce, starting uh, the, the very last Tuesday of the season, at Atlanta, at Milwaukee, that could very well determine whether or not your Chicago Cubs are a playoff team or well, not a playoff team. Here, here's the thing that I want to see first and foremost. There are four games out behind Milwaukee with uh, two games left against Pittsburgh this weekend in Pittsburgh. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday – might determine an awful lot on the division as well. Uh, you yeah. don't want to be you don't want to be going to your off day on Thursday uh, on your way to facing Cincinnati over the weekend, five, six, or seven games out behind Milwaukee. That is not where you're going to want to be if you're going to try to win that division. So they need to take care of business in Pittsburgh here, and I would say. Uh, at the very least, take two out of three from Milwaukee, ideally sweep, which is a pretty tall order against a team that pitches the ball as well as the Brewers do. Yep, and I, I have the probables here in front of me, Bruce. So it's Tyone and Miley on Monday, uh, Tuesday, Justin Steele and Corbin Burns, and then great matchup there. And then Hendricks and Woodruff on Wednesday. Those are the probables for the Cubs-Brewers series, which starts Monday. Home field advantage, and you know Wrigley will be rocking for that one. Uh, but a very important series as we head into into Labor Day weekend next weekend and and to that road trip in Cincinnati, the short road trip that where the Cubs will take on the Reds. Mike, uh, do you think the Cubs have overachieved to the point where these last 30 games are going to uh, show that uh, they might have been a really good team, a team that has uh, really surprised people, overachieved, but uh, will possibly run out of gas as they go down the line here. I, I don't think it unlikely that they run out of gas. I will say this. I thought they would contend this year. I thought the the first part of the season was underwhelming. So they, they, the, the way they've been playing now is more to what I thought we would see, you know, a, an above 500 team contending for a wild card, contending in the division. That's what I expected to start the season. And, you know, we've, uh, we've, we've seen the injury bug, you know, specifically with Stroman, who was one of the best pitchers in baseball early in the season. That, to me, is a huge injury. I have not seen any of Jordan Wicks. Uh, be very interested. I'll be watching very closely tomorrow to see how he pitches. But the issue with the Cubs, and you hit it, right? It, it, can Javier Assad keep pitching well? How does Wicks pitch? You know, how does Kyle Hendricks pitch and Tyone? I mean, Steele has been Mr. Consistency, but... We'll see how the rest of them shape up. But I think I, I think the Cubs contend. I think it's been a fun uh, second part of the season here, and I certainly hope, uh, for Cubs fans' sakes, it becomes a fun last uh, few weeks of the season. 
We'll continue to take your phone calls and White Sox and Cubs here for our last few minutes. 312-644-6767. White Sox drama on the south side, both in the stands and in the front office. Cubs uh, have uh, lose a tough game last night in Pittsburgh. But in general, uh, I would say what team uh, do you worry about the most as far as wild cards go? Do you, do you already concede the top wild card to uh, Philadelphia, Mike? Yeah, and honestly, and that that's that's where my brain went as soon as you said that. The Phillies, to me, because of just that roster and their talent, I mean, Philadelphia uh, – is as good as, in my opinion, you know, those division uh, leaders, whether it's, well, I mean, Atlanta's been the best team in baseball, but whether it's Arizona or San Francisco or Cincinnati or Miami or if San Diego gets hot, whoever it is, I'm not necessarily worried about any of those teams. I think the Cubs uh, look very well comparatively with any of those teams and they can play with and beat any of those teams. Philly with that lineup specifically is is the one that scares me. And we saw what they did last year, Bruce, uh, in the postseason, right? I mean, they got hot and, and really took that about as far as you could, except they could not win in the World Series. I'm worried about, a little bit about the Arizona buzzsaw. And uh, Arizona was a very surprising team. Then went into the tank for about a month, and now I believe won eight in a row. And they're playing some of the best baseball in, in the game right now. I think that's a team... You have to keep your eye on. You have seven games uh, with the Diamondbacks uh, toward the uh, toward the middle of the month here, so that is going to be uh, again. You got Milwaukee for three, Cincinnati for three, Giants for three, then D-backs for four, Colorado three, D-backs again for three. So uh, hopefully they're going to be up to that. I, I just think um, you know having looked at the wild card teams, Mike, that. Uh, Nobody is clear-cut better than any of the others, I don't think, at this point. Uh, as you point out, Philadelphia might be a little bit better than the other teams, but everybody's within two games of each other. I mean, you have five teams that are in two games of the wild card, and uh, that should mean a really exciting month of September for the Cubs and these other clubs. Let's sneak another call on here, Bruce, before we get out of here at the top of the hour. Out to Orland Park we go, and Ray is on Inside the Clubhouse. Hey, good morning, Ray. Good morning, gentlemen. Good to talk to you. I have a question about the expanded roster. I know it's not the same as the 40-man free-for-all that was, you know, years ago. Uh, you go 28. Uh, what do you think the Cubs' plans are? Is Burbis going to come back? Are they going to rotate pitchers? Can they do that? Like, can they, like, call up one guy one week and then call up another guy next week? Is that allowed? Just wonder if you could expand the ideas of what the Cubs can do to make a playoff run uh, more viable for them. Thanks for my call, guys. All right. Uh, Pete Crow Armstrong will most likely be promoted. Why Pete Crow Armstrong? Well, Pete Crow Armstrong is maybe among the top three defensive outfielders in the game, not just in the minor leagues, but in the game, according to most people that have watched him at length. Uh and he's also a base stealer and a fast-paced runner. What do you need in close games? Well, here's how it might shake down for David Ross. Uh, seventh uh, inning, uh, Cubs get the tying run or go ahead or uh, a run on base that could be decisive. One of their slower base runners is on base. Pete Crow Armstrong comes in, tries to steal a base tries to score a run if it's a double, scores from first base, then immediately goes into center field, 
plays there defensively. Bellinger moves over to first base. So you have a tighter defense at the end of the ball game and you have uh, ability to protect runs. That's the significance of what a, a young Pete Crow Armstrong can do for you without asking the world for him. You're not asking him to play every day. You're not asking him to have an impact uh, at the top of the order, like hopefully he will down the road. You're just asking him to come in and be a ball player and take advantage of some of his skills going on. Also, another pitcher needs to be brought up. Uh, you know, the veteran uh, Sean, uh, Sean Green uh, is a possibility. Uh, they're hoping that Ben Brown gets healthy enough coming back from a oblique issue. Uh, they're, they're working on him medically to get him back. They would like his big arm in that bullpen as well. He's a starting pitcher. He was obtained last year from Philadelphia in a trade at the deadline. He's uh, somebody that they're, they're, they feel very good about. So these are some of the, thing, the moves that I think you'll see uh, Cubs make with their last two, with their additions at the, uh, uh, when you can add two players on September 1st. And as our producer Sean Sears points out, PCA tearing it up down at Iowa. Uh, the OPS 839, 351 on base, five steals. So he's a guy that yeah. has been getting it done and, and a guy we've heard all about, right? Cubs fans have heard about Pete Crow Armstrong uh, ever since that trade. And uh, he will be here soon. And, and Jordan Wicks, the first round pick from two years ago, uh, will get the start. It looks like uh, officially tomorrow he's being called up. Uh, to fill that role in the rotation, we saw Drew Smiley pitch the ninth last night, or the eighth inning, excuse me, last night, uh, Bruce. But that's uh, uh, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting going forward as the Cubs try to make the postseason. The musings of Steve Rosenblum are next from 11 till 2 o'clock on the score. Be sure to listen to Steve and uh, listen to his guest. He has Paul Sullivan of the Tribune on. Also, our good friend Mark Grody will be joining him. Uh, people to thank, Bob Nightingale of the USA Today. Our great producer, Sean Sears, for a job well done as always. Our great listeners, we thank you very much. David, Paul will be back next week. Mike, thanks for a job well done. People can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine and our website, 670thescore.com. Thanks, Mike. My pleasure, Bruce. Great to be on with you. And after Rosie... Bears postgame with Gabe Ramirez from 3 to 5 and all that leading in to Cubs baseball tonight. 540 for Zach's pregame. Cubs in Pittsburgh with Javier Assad pitching. Again, our friend and yours, Steve Rosenblum, coming up next here on Chicago Sports Radio. 670, the score. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.